ooh, 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 ooh. Welcome to MMA Underground. You got Buddy B. You got Jay right over there. And today's special guest, as you can see, is Bourbon. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? So how's it hanging? How you doing today? You having a good day? Yeah, man. We're just uh, I'm on a I'm on a break from work right now, so I stepped out to to do the do the show real quick. Ooh. So. Yeah, you know, Said still cooking. Yep. Doing the same old. So this is my thing. We got the cooking, but obviously since we're on MMA Underground, that means that you're a fighter. Ooh, 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 ooh. So do you have any big fights coming up or anything you're preparing for? Nah, brother. I was actually going to see what was up with you with uh, getting in the scrapyard. Uh, Want to get my, get my feet wet over there. Yeah. Now, this is a great opportunity because all the time, Jay always says, I don't know why certain amateur organizations or gyms don't team up with Scrapyard for the exposure, this and that. And I told him how you fight and, you know, you have a gym, you have all these section fights and stuff. And I, I'll be like, with Street Beats, like, yeah, it's like different kind of exposure. Uh, you go to the Facebook group. For those of you that don't know, you go to the event section and you sign up. We have an event monthly. It's usually the third week of every single month, and it's on a Saturday. Uh on that, you have boxing, kickboxing, MMA, and you list your skill level. And then we do a sliding scale. It's almost like a smoker. So that way you will fight someone about 10, within 10 pounds of your weight. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, we've had guys come out like uh, for our very, their very first fight. And we've had guys that were damn near pro and level five. And so we can find a matchup for almost anybody. And we, we got a good range, a good pool to pick from, too, right now. So you're coming at a perfect time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm ready, man. I just want to. I just want to get in there and compete again and uh, just get that feeling one more time, you know. Oh, absolutely. And it's like a family there, too. You'll want to come back. Yeah, you never know. What if your video could go viral, for all you know? You could have that one million view video out of nowhere. Right. See, that yeah. Is there is definitely some fights that blow the fuck up on the Street Beefs channels. Um, and it's like... So somebody, you two are fighters, but for me, I love fighting. It doesn't matter if it's the UFC or street beefs, but I see more of the, the genuine passion in street beefs, like, cause there's no money involved. Once the money gets involved and I completely understand that as a business, you got to be a business upon yourself. We're in street beefs. It's like a community that, you know, the supports there. I think it's a different atmosphere. And I, I think it'd be great for every fighter to experience that even before they go pro. Right. I mean, that's it. That's how I even got started was just like, I remember going, you know, in the neighborhood, fighting in the neighborhood, you get a group of guys together and you got boxing gloves. And then next thing you know, it's like you, you guys match up well together. You fight him, you fight him. And after that, you know, you, you, you shake hands and uh, there's no animosity. There's no beef. It's just getting out there, kind of get some aggression out and, uh, just you know, just just doing what we all what we all want to do anyway. We're all gladiators at heart, so it's like <laughs> everybody so wants would, to get in there. And what's up? What weight do you fight at? 
I, I fought at 55. Um, I'm a big boy now, though, you know. I fought at 55. I'm a big boy now, though, you know. Okay. I'm over 200 pounds right now. So I'm thinking about – yeah, I'll probably have to. I'll probably have to come back at a uh, maybe seventy or eighty-five. I want to probably get back down to seventy. I'm. I don't need to be over over two hundred. I'm not yeah, doing man. anything that you know. Those guys are huge, man, and they're in shape. That's the whole thing. It's like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in shape right now. I'm over two hundred, but I'm not. I'm not in shape, you know. So it's like the in shape, fifty-five, seventy. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, body girl. fat was high. If you did get out to the scrapyard, what are you thinking? MMA, boxing, kickboxing? Like, what are you thinking? Uh, MMA, uh, kickboxing for sure. I'm a striker, so well, I like to describe myself as a striker. So, yeah, wrestling was always my Achilles heel. Every time I got in, uh, in the MMA in the MMA ring, it was just like you tag the guy one time, next thing you know, he's just grabbing your legs and – yeah, and that was always my weak point. I never wrestled in school or anything like that. I don't have any background in grappling. So everything I learned was right there at the gym. And these guys are coming in from, you know, I fought the last guy I fought was a college wrestler. So it's just like this guy, this is all he does, you know. Right. Like, damn, yeah, we fought a college wrestler at the scrapyard, though. Buddy, you fought a college wrestler in the scrapyard in Gumby. <clears throat> that I did. He's that cardio was insane. At the end of right. our rounds, I remember I could barely even breathe. And he's like, one more, one more, let's go. And I'm like, <gasps> and that, when I, like when I hit him with significant strikes, every time like there's one or two where he got dazed, and the minute I hit him hard, instantly he would just wait for me to wind up because I wasn't as technical. And then he he would just duck single leg, double leg every time and just try to wrestle me, just try to wrestle me. You've been fighting MMA? Yeah, heck yeah. That's why, but Jario, you said I was like, "Oh shit, I fight around one fifty-five. I'm dropping to one forty-five, one fifty. But I, I usually sit around one fifty-five. So I'm like, "Oh shit." That's where I wanted to go was forty-five. Because I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I fight at my natural weight. Like I normally weigh like sixty-five, seventy. You know, and I fought at fifty-five. Yeah. And the guy I fought the last time, he was coming down from like one hundred and eighty-five pounds to fifty-five. And I'm just like, dude, you're cutting thirty pounds for amateurs. It's just like. I don't yeah, know what, what you're doing. <laughs> what is this? UFC so, little, like 276. You're going to gain 13 or like 30 pounds by fight night. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, man. So I was fighting at my normal weight, but I mean, that's no excuse. He had a lot more technique. He was the better fighter. So uh, no excuses, but you guys are cutting weight. And that is a thing that, that happens. Yeah. That's why at Scrapper, they say, you know, don't cut weight too hard because it's going to be within 10 pounds wherever your opponent is. So it's just, yeah. Better come in fighting shape. You weigh in uh, scrapyard. You weigh in the, the same day, right? Yeah, same day, day of. You show yeah. up. See, that eliminates a lot of that. Even for like the jujitsu tournaments, it was like you weigh in that same day. It's yeah. there's no there's no cutting weight. I mean, you can cut, but you're just gonna be, uh, you're only gonna have about an hour or two because I weighed in early and then I went and ate and you know rehydrated and everything. But what yeah. can you really gain back that that fast? You know. Exactly, your stomach only holds so much. <laughs> I know that uh, one of your your profile pics. This is I've always been curious. One of your profile pics was you in a cage outside venue, right there with your hands up like that. I've mm. always been curious about that fight and that picture. Can you can you tell me about that? That was my first fight, my first ever uh, amateur fight, first ever fight. You know, doing anything in an organization or anything, and uh, I fought a guy. Um, he had experience and. 
I, you know, like I said, I was just coming in. I had just trained. I thought I knew how to fight before I got to the MMA gym and, uh, I got humbled real quick when I went in there. And, uh, so I was super nervous coming in to that fight because I'm like, there's guys that have experience and like, they can really kind of tune me up a little bit. So I was just wondering if it was going to be one of those things when I first walked in there, but, uh, we were, we were pretty much the same size and, um, it's a mental game more than anything. That's what I kind of learned that day because like I went in there and I, I felt confident, you know, like, it's like, I'm going to get this guy, you know? And, um, it didn't go as long as it was, you know, it only went like a few, few minutes and he, uh, ended up getting an eye poke. He says, but I just, I remember punching him. He says I poked him in the eye, but I mean, maybe with my knuckle I did, but (laughs) right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, I ended up getting a TKO victory there. Um, so that was that was the story there. And uh, I just remember that guy came up to me before the fight and uh, he came to my locker room and was like trying to tell me, he's like, oh, don't be nervous, man. Don't be scared. He's like, it's just like kind of trying to like, I know I felt like you were trying to psych me out a little bit, kind of trying right. to be like, oh, I'll take That's it easy on you or something, you know, and it's like, OK, man. So I was already kind of pissed off at him anyway. So, right, you're like, you're like, <laughs> Coach TC sent me an article after we had him on MMA Underground about how men believe they are four hundred percent tougher than they really are. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I see so many fake tough guys out there, dude. It's just like, right, you know, and then. <laughs> The worst one is when you've got a guy that's like jawing at you and then you 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 walk away from it because I mean, I don't know. I've got a family at home, so I don't really have time to be going to jail over some bullshit street fight, you know, and because, exactly. uh, you know, as soon as you do something to him, he's going to call the cops or, you know, he's going to say that, you know, you did something to him. So uh, I found <laughs> but then when you when you when you're walking away from him, he's all you know. Oh, you better run and all that kind of stuff. You know, like that whole thing. And it's just like, dude, yeah. you don't know. Like I could break your neck right now. And it's just like, you gotta let it go. Like I've worked with guys like that, and it's like you're at work, and it's like you know you can just destroy this guy. And it's just yeah. like you've got to hold your tongue. And if this was before, you know, I used to be a bully. I would have been that guy that was talking all that stuff. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was teenage years and uh, yeah. Say so, right? So, what got you into fighting? What made you decide, like, hey, I'm gonna do this? Right. Yeah. So, like I said, I was just I always fought in the neighborhood. Um, I'm not a therapist or anything, but just I always had some chip on my shoulder, and I would look for trouble. And um, as I got older, it's like. What stopped me from being a bully was getting my ass whooped by somebody. And it was somebody that I thought I was going to handle easy. And this guy, no, he put something on my ass. You know, this country guy, all heart. You know, I grew up in Arkansas. So dude was all heart, you know, and he was just like, no. And he, you know, he busted my nose and all kind of shit, you know. And uh, after that, I was kind of apprehensive of picking fights with people. And then uh, I always had interest in in martial arts and fighting like that. And I got mm-hmm. I worked with a guy over at McMinimins and um, his name was Josh. And he was just he ran a karate school. And one day he was just like, hey, man, I run a school if you want to come by and check it out. And I was like, yeah. So I went by there. I started as a karate guy and did a year of that. And then uh, 
I always wanted to compete because I felt like uh, karate was kind of like super situational, kind of just like this yeah, guy's got to grab you a certain way for you to be able to get this move off on him, you know? And yeah. I don't know. And they, they didn't do any fights. He was just like, this isn't an MMA gym. This is just, you know, we're teaching technique, self-defense. I was like, okay. But I always wanted to fight. I knew that was always what I wanted to do was fight in the kitchen. And uh, yeah, man. So I was there and then uh, I transferred over to UTC with Eddie and Lisa. And yeah, that's my, that's my gym. That's where I go. Shit. How long have you been over there? When I go, uh, I got a good, I got about a good year and a half in consistently. And uh, if I do ever go back, that'll be where I go. Um, I don't, you know, I've already established myself there and they know me and I've got a relationship with them. So that'll be where I go. Well, when you, when you fight with street beef, sometimes we do like a uh, training sessions or spar BQs. So, you know, you might find yourself becoming one of those. You come fight street beef. We do some oh, yeah. fun stuff like that. Cross training, cross training is always great too. <laughs> cross training is always great. I mean, I, I want to be a part of the fam too, you know, so. I just Hell, I just want to compete, man. That's always what I've been about. I want to compete and just, you know, positively uh, get out my aggression instead of other yeah, I ways. Tell, yeah. I tell all the people all the time, I'm like, it's crazy how at one point in my life, fighting was looked at negatively and affected my life negatively. And now it affects my life positively. And it does so much good for me. It's just like I would have never thought that fighting would have been a complete 180. But I, I love it. Okay, but you gotta be a you gotta be a little touched in the head to be a fighter, <laughs> and I will give you an example. So, buddy, me a couple fights ago comes back on the show after the weekend of fights, huge smile on his face with a cast. This is the <laughs> only motherfucker. He is so excited he broke his hand. That takes a little bit of twistedness, and that's the mind of a fighter. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Like. You go in there and you're so nervous before the fight. And then when you get in there and you kind of, it's almost like you're, you get hit and you're kind of, you want more almost like, it's just like, Oh, this, that's how hard he hits. Like, that's it. Like I can take this and you just want to walk forward through it, you know? And it's just like, whatever happens, I had a fight. I don't even know. I, I thought I had broken my foot and, uh, it would turn, it was just like a bad bone bruise, but I was in a walking boot and everything. But during the fight, I didn't even notice that. I think the guy might've checked a kick. I might've kicked his knee or something like that, but, um, I didn't even notice that during the fight, but that was, I, I was fucked up afterwards. Like I couldn't even walk. Like we went, me and my buddy were up in Seattle. We went out drinking and, uh, you know, Seattle's got all those Hills. And I was like, Oh my God, bro. Trying to walk up a Hill. And I'm just like, my foot is fucking <laughs> toast, dude. <laughs> so Think yeah. you're dragging your leg. <laughs> yeah, I ended up in a I ended up in a boot for like three days, and the then adrenaline. the swelling finally went down. The adrenaline's amazing though, because um, I even remember when I broke my collarbone playing hockey, and I played like there was like three minutes left in the game, and I thought I just jammed it really well, right. and I played the rest of the game, and then by the time you're in the locker room and calm down, if I tried to lift my arm, I was in tears. So it's amazing how like adrenaline can take over in a time of like, you know, competition. And collarbone, damn, that's that's rough right there. Oof. Oh yeah, I <laughs> fractured it, but I didn't. I thought I just jammed it, so I played the like there was only like three minutes left, but I played, and then get back in the locker room. I try to take my pads off, and I'm like, oh, this ain't good. Yeah. 
There's been injuries. I'm I'm sure I've had. I just never went to the hospital for them. Like when I was a kid, I grew up with my grandparents, and they were like super old school. They're from like the 30s and 40s, dude. So it's like. <laughs> I remember I was playing outside and I fell down. I swear I broke my ribs, dude. Like I couldn't move. And uh, they were just like, go lay down. Yeah, there's no going to the hospital. There's just like, go lay down. And like my finger, oh Christ, my shoulder. I'm sure I've I've done like some damage to myself that just went undiagnosed. (laughs) It's all healed crooked. You're like, oh, that's why it looks like that. I've gotten my, I've gotten my head turned from a punch. And I swear my shit was broken, dude. And mm. I was like, man, I couldn't turn my head nowhere. And yeah. That sucks. Oof. Yeah, I got, I remember once I got rocked with my mouth open. I went to take a breath. I got help with a hook. I couldn't bite down right for like at least three, four days. I was just like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I bite yeah. down every time. Now, every time I come in, oh, I don't know. Uh, I was going to say, do you have any uh, uh, fight, favorite fighters that you like to watch or kind of try to, like, copy their style or? Oh, for, uh, five favorite fighters? Yeah. So I got uh, my boy John Jones, Dominic yeah. Cruz, uh, Jorge Masvidal. Ah, geez, man, there's so many. Um, Jose Aldo. Oh, uh, shit. Henry Cejudo. He did all drunk as fuck. He did. He was drunk as hell and just called out Sugar Sean. I think he told him that something to the effect that you suck or you're a bitch or something. Hey, do, do you like do you like Sugar Sean? I do. I'm you do. I do, but this is why. This is I'll give you my explanation. I liked Connor until Connor stepped over boundaries of what you say to people. I think he stepped over boundaries with Floyd, and I think he definitely stepped over boundaries with Poirier. So that's where Connor lost me. Sugar Sean is what kind of what Connor was before Connor stepped over these boundaries and did all the crazy shit. Yeah. I just want Sugar Sean to fight somebody like really good. Dana's working yeah. him. I see what they're doing though. Instead of throwing him to the wolves, they see they can build him. They're so building they him. Yeah, as long as he can beat those guys when he gets there, his star. Oh, that's will rise. the thing. Can he right. beat them when he gets there? Chito think- Vera, don't forget Chito Vera. You know. Fuck yeah, man! I, I feel like when he fights, he comes out a little cocky too. Like he's good. Yeah. He has the skill to back it up. But then what happens when that cockiness goes against a good fighter who could take that opportunity? Uh, like when he did his little twirl, the guy just spit a kick, and he's like, "It's like so." What about Adesanya? You like Adesanya? I do like him. I think he's pretty killer. Uh, I like. I like. Definitely thinks he's cool. He's an anime fan and stuff like that. Not the biggest fan of his recent fight. Um, I definitely feel it's to the point where was he milking a check? I mean, you have two killers that you want to make the move. It's just, a little, but, little yeah. too, little too cocky for me. I mean, okay. a little too cocky for me. I mean. I don't know, man. Robert Whitaker is to me, he's like one of the best, you know, one of the guys that's just like, he's a good fighter, but he doesn't need to tell you how great he is. He doesn't need to go into the fight and be like, I'm going to fuck this guy up and this and that. And just, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't talk shit about people that he's never going to fight. Like, is he's talking about John Jones? He's never going to fight John Jones. You know, he's talking about all these people that he's never going to fight. And, it's just, I don't know, just a little too cocky. Like, Whitaker is humble. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else. 
Jones is pretty humble. I mean, he's confident, but you know, he's you never see him really going at guys, <laughs> and he'll give respect DC. unless it's yeah. DC. Unless it's DC, yeah, well, that's a rivalry. That's <laughs> yeah, a rivalry. I, I was gonna say, I know this quote I heard where it's, "If you're good at something, you let everyone know. When you're great at something, everyone will let you know." That's true. That's really true. Am I the only guy in the room who really underestimated Volkanovski for a long time and finally have to just eat it and admit this dude's a monster? He's Dude, a monster. he he pieced Max up, bro. I am such a Max fan too. It killed. I me. know it was hard to Volk is just a fucking, just that little turtle shell type fucking. Just you know, reach don't mean shit. Height don't mean shit. And that guy will knock your lights out. Oh, he's and, a tank. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking tank, man. Solid, just solid. Always just going for it, doing what he has to do. He's got some heavy hits too. Some of them landed. I saw how he just. Woo. Yeah, yes. I mean, some of the other great fights uh, that I've seen. This isn't even recently, but just like uh, the Jones fight with Gustafson, that was great. Uh, that that Joanna. Joanna uh, Whaley fight the first one that was great and those are fights that are just having me just like how are they taking these shots like Jones and Gustin they were like kicking each other in the head and I'm just like how are they eating these and I don't know it's crazy you watch other organizations and you'll see guys get put down from like a jab and it's Dude, just like you just ripped my heart out talking about Joanna she took the nastiest backhand not too long ago oh uh, I, Joanna and Thug Rose are my two favorite fighters. So, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joanna, man, she just, I was like, she's got, she's going to go in there. She's going to win this. She's going to go get her belt back. And no, no, she got slapped. And uh, so, who is this? Uh, I wrote her name now because I, I didn't watch her. Like, Julia Stoliarenko or whatever. She was uh, in the beginning with that round, round one, 42 seconds in, actually broke once her face's arm. Her opponent, she went oh, to pull that like yeah. and you see it snapping. You see her. I was like, first, damn, she's a beast. Sick if I get this, I break it. You ah. gotta tap. You gotta tap. If they got you in the armbar, just tap. I mean, <laughs> what, you, 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 lo you lose by submission either way. So, damn. And then, did you hear about that drama with what's it, uh, Nate Diaz slapping that reporter? Was that real? Yeah, I saw the video. I just don't know why he's like said something. I couldn't know if he said a name or he said like a post. People have all these different speculations, but I just saw. Yeah, he had the he slapped the left the left hand. He slapped the microphone out the reporter, but it wasn't heavy. But then he took the right hand and just gave him a good smack. Not a full force, but enough to where the guy was like, oh, like a bitch I slap. The, I saw the headline. I didn't see the the actual video. Well, the, yeah, the, the, the reporter just, just stood there like. Hey, the reporter went, Stockton, bitch, and then they just slapped him. No, I'm kidding. But. <laughs> <laughs> but. He, slapped, he slapped Dana, too. I thought that was real for a second, but then I realized he, he like, let him do it. Yeah. But he was like, I'll fight if I can slap Dana. I remember. He's like, <laughs> oh, Dana, Dana. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys, who do you think the uh, the next big star in the UFC is? Sugar John. Like big pay per view mover, like not within the next two years. I think it's Sugar Sean. But you think Sugar Sean's moving the number? I do think he will. I think people are gonna love him. They love him, or they're gonna tune in to watch him get knocked the fuck out. 
I'm curious. No, I really don't know because I have to think about that. I, I just he's got such a nasty fucking punch for being a, what is he? Forty five. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, 35, 35. 35. He just yeah. You don't see thirty fivers knock people out the way he does, or maybe it's just me, but some of those like he's got them like armed and rolling, and I'm like, damn, I don't want to get hit by him, and I walk around at two thirty. He's got he's got some good striking. I want to hate on him so bad, but I give credit where it's due. Hey, he's got some great striking. Up until the last fight, I wouldn't give him his credit. Now I'm like, you got it. Like, I just, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, I just I'm like, trying to, I'm trying to think of what's his name. Like Michael Sierra or something like that. He uh he does like a UFC like MMA podcast thing where he talks about all the events afterwards too. I'm trying to think, I know he fights at 145, and he's talking about coming out and start moving up the rankings too. Fuck. I can't remember his last name, but I know you're talking about. He's the dude who got cut on the bus when Connor threw the. Oh, Kiesa. Yeah, yeah, I think he might come back. He's one of them, and I agree with the sugar Sean. I think he's gonna start he moving. Was on a roll at seventy. Uh, he lost. He just lost to somebody. Uh, I can't remember who he lost to. It was an up and comer, but he was on a roll at seventy. Like he was tapping everybody. Damn, he's from out here. Really. Yeah, he's from over in uh, Spokane, I believe. He trains over there. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to make my way around. <laughs> yeah, Spokane, that's like six hours away, brother. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I went to Eastern Washington camping last year, and uh, as soon as you clear the mountains, it's like a whole different state. I didn't even know that about Washington. I was like, yeah, where's all the trees? Right? It's crazy big. Yeah. I think I lived over there for a year that first winter. I saw all that snow. My sister's like, there's no school. Oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, this is normal. Get dressed. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hold on. Question, wait, buddy, in reverse, I want to ask kind of the same question. Are we at the point now where I ro- love Robbie Lawler, but I don't want to see you just get beat up anymore? Yeah. And especially what? That was that. That's when he took the, the, the hook, right? Yeah, that's just he was he tried standing and banging and he was was so, such a good kickboxer. I just feel like, yeah, you might have to take a step back from what you're doing. Baller <laughs> should hang it up. Uh Cerrone, he hung it up. It was getting oh, it was getting that. bad. I was the biggest I, cowboy fan. I've been following him since Tap Out. If you guys remember that show with mask and punk ass and when they sponsored him <laughs> ECW events. Like I yeah. Cowboy has been the dude for so long. It's I hate not seeing him fight, but I hate seeing the last few fights of his. At it's least just, he didn't get knocked out in this one. He didn't take any damage. Like, oh God. The knockout with Connor, the knockout with uh with uh Masvidal. <laughs> yep. Oh no, he didn't fight Masvidal. He fought uh Darren Till. Darren Till, yeah. Darren Till fucked him up. That's where it really all started. And then yeah, after that it was just downhill because he was on a surge. Like he if he would have beat Darren Till, he probably would have got a title shot. And, That's so funny because I actually have a guy that fights at Scrap Guard and every fight he's in or after any interview, he's like, Darren Till, I'm coming for you. So <laughs> hearing that name I was like, Yeah, I have to ask since we're on the different side of what we think of Sean O'Malley, do you right. think uh, you think Munez Munez was trying to get out of that fight, or because I do, I don't think I think he was trying to get out of that fight as fast as he could because he was getting pieced up and decided like, hey, my eye, I'm done. 
Is it true that uh, O'Malley was behind on two scorecards? I don't know. Maybe. See, maybe. I don't know if I agree with That's that. Because I O'Malley really, I felt like, was dominating throughout the round. But when you look at the slow-mo, you could see him coming, and there's, like, his hand split. And you could see it. It was yeah, definitely I, an eye poke. Have you seen his eye afterwards? You can't fake that. No, no, I didn't. No. I didn't. I just watched the fight. So, like, fair enough, because there has been some nasty swollen eyes after fights and stuff. Matt Mitrione. Oh, yeah, I feel like, oh, don't shoot. even bring that up. That is the nastiest yeah. one of all. That's oh. the worst one I've ever seen. His shit would look like a grapefruit, like, out here. And it's like, right. From an eye poke is like shit, and that could happen at any time. I've gotten poked in my eyes, amateur. Uh, I mean, yeah, everything's a weapon. You gotta know how to use it. If someone's, you know, I feel like O'Malley was mad. He might have said that he was dominating. That you know, he might have tried to look for a way out. But if you look at his opponent, uh, Mahomes, I feel like when is he ever backed out of a fight? When is he ever came up with an excuse? This guy brings it. He brings it every time. He brings it to the fight. He doesn't make excuses. So it's one of the few times where I'm like, you know what? Like, and I like, like, like it again. You know they're going to schedule that one again. They're going to schedule it again. Um, O'Malley will probably knock him out the next time if they fight. It'll probably be a, a stoppage because now they've been in there with each other. Now they, the nerves, the jitters are all gone. Not that there was any there to begin with, but, you know, well, I, now I, you I don't, actually, I don't care you felt what the power. I'm sure they get a little bit nervous because nobody wants to get knocked out in front of millions of people. But <laughs> It happens. I mean, I've never got knocked out, but that was always my biggest fear going in there. <laughs> it's like, this dude's going to sleep me. I'm in front of all my people. I can take a punch. I'm not saying I'm the toughest guy on earth, but I can take a pretty good shot. And uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe they just never hit me right. But even all my years fighting in the streets and any of that, I've never been slept because uh, – God, you know, it's like the worst thing you see, like on a lot of videos where somebody will get knocked out and all of a sudden it's like seven, eight, nine extra hits, like while they're on the ground. They start stomping on them. The dude's out cold, they're stomping on them. The dude's out cold. I've seen people get, in real life, I've seen people get scooped and just dumped on their heads on concrete. And, uh, you know, if you you better hope you got a friend there that's going to get the guy off you because, yeah, you're going to. World star. Yeah. Well, if you've ever watched Steve Mazzagatti ref a fight, that whoever gets knocked out takes three shots more than they need to. Every time <laughs> that dude used to ref a fight, it was like, damn, bro, you're letting two, 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 five, two, 205 pounders just wreck each other while they're out. Right. But then you see fights where the guy's like out on his feet. He's just taking a lot of shots, though. And then. It's like he doesn't need to be like unconscious for you to stop the fight, dude. Right. If you see he's just kind of like overwhelmed and there's, you know, he's not really able to land anything on this guy, but he's just getting pieced up. It's like, stop that fight. You know, why are you letting him just get demolished? And it's exactly. like, he doesn't need to be unconscious for you to stop it. And he throws the hate, gets knocked, and then all of a sudden he's sitting there and then starts stepping back, like, oh shit. And then the rest still like, you gonna go? You gonna go? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things too, because it's uh, like sometimes we're not clear cut and dry. Like when we had Brickhouse fight Terrifier, uh, you know, Terrifier landed a clean shot, and you see Brickhouse they just crack those kickboxing just straight to the ground. Whereas with Scotty Showtime and Viking Warrior, you know, Viking got cracked hard and he fell back, and that split second it looks like he's out, but then he hits the ground, and as he's getting pieced left and right, 
He climbs up the cage, comes through, back, 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 and then all of a sudden he's back in the fight, and then he ends up coming back and taking it. So it's like one of those things. You, like, I wouldn't want to be an MMA ref. <laughs> are you guys sanctioned? Uh, sanctioned? Like, no, guys, but they're like amateur fights. So it will not go on your amateur record, but we follow all amateur rules. Uh, we always have a nurse on site and everything else. And, uh, yeah, the, the big thing that helps out is we don't – everyone has a job to go to the next day, so – the fights don't go all the way out crazy like that. Um, and it's uh, because of a rule on YouTube, there's not a lot of blood. So if someone has like an excessively big cut or anything, stop instantly, can't go. Um, Is yeah. it like a thing though with, um, are you guys like an official organization with like recognized or I'm just wondering, or is it just like basically we're just guys that get together and we fucking kind of like I was saying back in the day in the neighborhood. Yeah, no, it's, I feel like it's, it's a mix of 50, 50 because it is, uh, since Washington's a, a mutual combat state. Yes, we do meet up and where you're agreeing to meet with someone. So yeah, it's not officially under the um, fight organization or uh, right, okay. the boxing league. But we also, you know, Steve was in MMA. He's done all this stuff. He's done all sorts of other boxing. He's learned a lot and been involved in it a lot. So it is very structured and organized where you come in. We have the line, the weights, everything's sectioned off. Everything is the way it is. Very clear cut before every single event. We go over all the amateur rules for boxing, kickboxing, MMA. We make sure everything's very clear. Uh, so, yeah, it's not like you're just going in and, all right, you two go, you two go, you two go. We have the board with everyone fight numbers, too, so you can see when you're going to fight, when you can prepare. Um it's so, yeah. very professional. And yeah, I've seen the videos online and I'm just wondering, like, is it like, is this like a pro organization or is it just no. like, you know, no. like we meet up in this backyard and we're just throwing down. It's basically like a lightweight amateur thing. We just throw a bunch of smokers, I guess you could say. <laughs> right on. If Where there, are you training? There literally was a league under like amateur. That's what it would be because they do. They're professional. They follow strict guidelines and stuff like that. But I think technically it falls under the classification of a fight club. Yeah. Okay. Fight club. And I'm just, uh, but it ain't I've like been trying to slice fight club. You know what I mean? It ain't <laughs> right Kimbo slice fight club. Oh yeah. shit. No. Yeah. Kimbo slice was knocking guys eyeballs out and that was bare knuckle. Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Hey, what do you think about bare knuckle? Bare knuckle. I would never do it, dude. I would never do it. <laughs> me either. Only if yeah. only if you pick the fight with me at the gas station are we fighting. Right, yeah, exactly. right, yeah. <laughs> I feel I like I would never want to do that. Age. Like if I like I'm I'm 29 right now, but I feel like if I got better at fighting a little bit increasing and it was like, you know, 35, I might be like, you know, F it. I'll get a couple in, why not? Maybe one or two. But to be a consistent thing like MMA, no, there's no way. Did you see Kai Stewart was just rated pound per pound the number one fighter in bare knuckle fighting? No, I gotta check that out. Joe Riggs shit on him too. I don't know what that's about. Wait, what? Joe Riggs is hating on him for some reason. Oh, he's mad. Damn. And then I saw what's his name? Oh. Shit going on there. There's is some that, weird uh, state of Montana shit going on there. Is that Joe Daddy? Yeah, <laughs> and then I, I saw remember, Brandon, yeah. Brandon Lambert's going to be in a celebrity boxing, I believe, too. Right? He had the celebrity boxing match. Okay, like I am might be the only guy in the world who likes that guy. Okay, but I know some Love behind you. the scenes stories of some shit he did for a family who really needed it, and he didn't need to do. And I know some shit that he did for a couple friends because I'm a friends with a couple of the bare knuckle guys online, and I've heard some when he's your friend stories. 
But I get he's a dick online. I really do get that. But we're, we, he won. He won, you guys. We're all talking about a guy who's never won a fight. True. And we That's... keep talking about him. He won. That's all it takes sometimes. Just get your yeah. name out there. Yeah. Right. Remember uh, Charlie Charlie Zelnoff or what was his name? Oh my, Charlie Zelnoff, <laughs> the YouTube guy. Uh, self-proclaimed champ. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we still—you'll never forget him. Hell no! All those cheap shots, or like that one. Uh, he picked up that one like a uh, bigger black dude, and the guy was like with gloves. I was like, the Indian dude, or the, the uh, yeah, or the guy that held on to him, and he's like, "You're trying to sneak me." He's like, "No, I wasn't." He's like, "Yeah, you were." Yeah, get over here. Oh, man. Yeah. I wonder why he's had videos lately. <laughs> but no, I remember uh, we got off of it. Well, where, where, where do you say you train at? How do you train for your for your fights? I just train with some of the fighters locally or with Steve. Um, my uncle just recently moved. But he was coming over every Wednesday. We're doing pad work, weights. My brother comes over now. Uh, I'm starting to get back into it, uh, like get my athleticism up to, to where it was trying to where I was trying to be at. But uh, if you want to get some training together, I'm down sometime. I got regular well, boxing mitts, uh, Muay Thai pads. I got 14 ounce, 12 ounce gloves, a heavy bag at my house with weights, a couple different boxing tools, ladders. So, yeah. Yeah, bro. You know, man, we can get some get some pad work in, man. I just need to get get my cardio back right, lose this gut, man. Get back down to 170 and uh, or maybe 180. 185 jacked because that was like my peak. I was like 185 jacked. If I could get back to that, because I look at old pictures of myself and I'm just like, man, I would never be like that again. And uh, I want to, though. So Yeah, right? Now you can be like, yeah, look at that muscle. Bam. <laughs> Before we yeah, let man. you get back to work, since I'm sure that's a great time to do it. Um, I'm excited, man. I hope you get out to the scrapyard and I get to see you fight out there. Yeah, man. So we'll coordinate a little bit more. I'm definitely trying to get it going. We'll coordinate that a little bit more and then uh, just let me know like what I need to do to to get it going. And I'd have to get a little bit of training in just to because, you know, yeah. nothing's going to get you in fight shape like actually, in, you know, unless you're actually fighting in there. Yeah. In, in sparring. Oh, yeah, in real life. <laughs> yeah. Real life. Real life. Yeah. You can run on the treadmill all you want, you know, but you're going to get tired no matter what. So when you, when you get those easy air. Boo -boo -boo. And then before, you know, you got to drop your social media. Where can we find you at? Oh, shit, man. You know, I'm on Instagram, BBS Bulldog MMA. Uh, not really on Facebook anymore, but mostly I'm on Instagram. So you okay. can find me there. I'm always posting my little weird shit. And it's like, and... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, thank so, you, man. We yeah, appreciate man. you giving us your time, and you'll have to come back after you get in the scrapyard. Yeah, definitely. I want to come back on. Yeah, like I said, we'll coordinate some time and I'm down to train. It's going to be fun. So, yeah. yeah. Appreciate you guys having me. All right, well, man. Thanks have for a great on. day. Thanks. Okay, yeah. Talk to you later. <laughs> that was awesome. Hell yeah. Well, buddy, it would be a perfect time right now to hear a word from our boy, Freezes at Overtime Hustling. Hell yeah. <laughs> Over, 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 overtime hustling. What's good? It's your homie, Freezes Christ. Y'all know the deal. Um, make sure y'all head on over to uh, OvertimeHustling.com where you can catch all the latest merch, all the newest mags, all the media, everything. Know what I mean? And uh, you can also find me on Winging It with the homies Keith G, King Dale, 
and Payne Gusto. And you can catch me on Turf Tales with the homie SK as well as uh, Backbox, you know what I mean? And if you got nothing to do on Sundays, even if you do got something to do, make sure you tap in the Overtime Reactions hosted by the homie Cuzzo. And I cannot forget the homie Jay over there at the Yankee and the Brit channel. So make sure y'all go over there and check them out. And hey, check me out, your boy, Freezes, on that Real Talk with Jay. It was a hell of an interview, yo. Gotta do it again. I keep saying it because I mean it. We gotta do it again. I had a great motherfucking time. But anyway, you know who it is. Freezes H, OTH, Yankee and the Brit, Winging It, Turf Tales, Overtime Reactions, Chronicles Podcast. You know the drill. Cush's Corner. It's a motherfucking movement. So move with it. Or move out the motherfucking way. Simple and plain. Overtime hustling, be hustling overtime. Yeah. So I have to tell you, um, Maddie and I were recording today. And he yeah. goes to me, he goes, after we played that uh, promo, he goes, I was walking to the train the other day, and he goes, I was just singing out loud. It's a motherfucking movement. So get with it. <laughs> get out the motherfucking way. <laughs> yeah, so it's catchy, man. People that freezes catches in your head, dude. It really does. It's catchy. Like you said, it's just the way he says it. It's so smooth. It's like, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. But are you curious about Buddy Beast Fighters of the Week? I am, but I, before we get there, I got to tell you, I could have talked to him all night, but I felt bad, so I let it. I had to get him off the hook and get him back to work because he seemed like he would have stayed, but I didn't want to get him in trouble at work, and we told him a half hour. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, he's cool. Like I said, it was cool. I, I got to train with him a couple times before. Um, funny enough, we actually did. He was doing um, some, we were doing some videos and stuff at the time, like I said, when I first got started, and uh, we did a training video. And so we're going back and forth. We're doing all this intense jump rope, sprints, this and that. And I'll never forget, on video, he got it on his camera. I'm turning mid-run. I stopped just all over. I was like, shit. And I finished the workout. And I was like, oh, this is how we do it. I lost it again. He just goes in. He's like, that's how we do it. Even though we threw up, we finished. And I'm sitting there, and he's just hearing me in the background losing everything. And I'm just, he's like laughing. Like, oh. Yeah, you guys do work out way tougher than I do. But it's that time for everybody's favorite segment of the week. Buddy V's Fighters to Watch. Ooh, 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 ooh. For Zubel. Now, this is going to be a fun week to quote because I have a couple fighters and one of them for a very specific reason. One, Dirty South. I've been promising I was going to pick a fighter from Dirty South. This video just aired not too long ago in the past couple days, but it was uh, Superman. Now, it was him. I forgot the, uh, the dude he was fighting, his name. But they're going at it. It's first round. They're tussling. He gets into a little clinch for a second, pushes him off. And it looks like as he's throwing punches, he starts charging. His opponent's starting to shell up. Well, he goes to jump almost to do like a little Superman punch. You see his foot lift off the ground. Crack! Hits his opponent right through his defense. Drops. Right then and there. I was like, I'm a fan of Superman. That was damn near. He was looked like he was trying to do a Superman punch. Got the guy with that one hit after that barge of attacks. It's just, I was sold. I want to see more. Second, West Coast. I have two people. One of them's a repeat. Island Strong. Only because when I saw this dude was fighting, he threw his fucking hands down, hit his jaw out just the way uh, Red Reaper did when he boxed, and Homeboy goes, boop, 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 on him, and he just bites his chin, just do, 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 eats him, pulls his head up, and just unloads on the guy. 
Wham, 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 wham. Guy shells up against the cage. Once again, as a struggle. Do, 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 till the till it stopped. I was just, I, I felt like he needed another mention because uh, he's growing, he's growing. It's just intense. Second, no gee. He came out and this dude was yoked for 135. I mean, I feel like that's what I look like if I lost all that black body fat. <laughs> and he came out looking stacked. Ends the match. You know, he's got some killer skill. I think I ended up in the first round, the beginning of the second, and I was just impressed. West Coast looks like they're getting a nice roster of uh, fighters. So I'm really uh, excited for when we get a good matchup of a handful of scrapyard and West Coast fighters because uh, both rosters are filling up nicely. Now, lastly, the scrapyard, the two people I have. One, the menace. For you, those of you who don't know, he is the first person to go a full three rounds with the Terrifier and have to go to the judges. This guy ate a fucking head kick from the Terrifier straight across the dude's temple and still stood and banged with him. I mean, come on. Do we need to say more? You've seen the Terrifier submit someone. You've seen the Terrifier knock someone out. You've seen the Terrifier slam someone and break their ribs. I mean, this dude's an absolute monster. So the fact that the menace came in and stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with him, nothing but respect, and I have to see what he does. Because if he comes out and that's what he does for his first fight, what happens when he fights some other people that, you know, can't hang with him? So I'm very curious. Second, this guy in his very first fight, I was very impressed. The intellectual. He came from Vancouver or, or something, Victoria, BC, I think. But, yeah, he came from Canada. Fighting at 155. His opponent and him started going at it. little good. I love the pace. It was a good, solid pace. Not too, too fast, but still consistent. Back and forth, wrestling, striking, boom, boom. Then, next thing I know, they get to the ground, stand up, and then the intellectual, I think, ends up getting the guy almost in a hole. He's saying, bam, bam, bam. Guy taps right there. Sits there, boom, 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 hits the cage. He's about to throw up. I feel like the intellectual was going to keep going. To me, he looks like Doughboy when I fought him, which instantly intrigued me. So I say the intellectual because I personally want to fight him. I want to see him. I think if he has the skills just like Doughboy had in MMA – where he's sitting at, he's sitting at my level. I think we'd be a good match. I'm coming off a win. He's coming off a win. I think if something like that was to happen, or even if it was the next few events, I I want to I want to fight him eventually. I don't care when it is. I want to see him fight me. There's a list of people I have, and he just joined that list. So congratulations, buddy boy. You're so good that I want to see you with the gloves. That's a that's compliment, though. Like that's not even like a, a, a you know that's not even being a dick. That's a compliment because you're not saying. I want to fight, whip your ass. You're like, I think you'd be a great competition and I want to fight you. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a, it makes me want to train extra hard. I want to get through that defense. Like, I saw him wrestling. I saw him this. It was just like, yeah, like I said, my match with Doughboy, instantly I was just like, well, I started like, like when uh, when you're hungry and you smell that food scent, you just want to get it and float into it. That's where I looked at the fight. I just wanted to get gloves on and go on my, my screen and just hop in there and start fighting. I just, <laughs> So sorry, I got off track, but yes. Those are my picks for the week. All right, buddy. I do got a question for you, but we got 20 seconds from Yankee and the Brit. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay, from Yankee and the Brit, telling you to come over and check out our shows. The Yankee and the Brit Sports Talk, Well Beyond the Arc, The Markout Podcast, Flagrant and Foul, Real Talk with Jay, and MMA Underground Weekly at YouTube backslash The Yankee and the Brit. Deuces. All right, so buddy, my question is, 
Did you see the fight that's going down coming up in the Dirty South? No. For the People's Championship rematch, Dangerous versus Wero. What? That was in Dirty South? Oh, shit. I remember that fight. Man, Dangerous. I mean, he. I was expecting a lot. And Wero. Saturday. July 9th, it's going down, Dirty South, People's Champ on the line, Dangerous versus Wero in a rematch. I cannot wait. Before I forget, you guys can catch that streaming live on Heart in the Fight YouTube channel. So make sure you go over and check out Heart in the Fight. They got great content when it comes to MMA. They do a great job with street beefs. But you can find that live on Heart in the Fight. But, yeah, I'm excited, man. And like, for those of you that don't know, Dangerous is um, related to Nasty Native and trains hard with him. So when he came out, he came out banging. Well, Weddle definitely caught him slipping if you didn't see the fight. And with that crucial ass uppercut, ended that fight. It was a brutal. So we all know what it's like uh, when you get embarrassed and you get a second chance at redemption. So I know damn well Dangerous is about to come out. Guns blazing 200%. Yeah, it's going to be a fight. I can't wait to see it. Um, I was excited when I saw that. I I saw it yesterday or today. I can't remember when it posted. But I saw it and I was like, oh, shit. First thing I did, it was like, I cannot wait. I commented underneath that. I was, you know... There's certain fights that can get you more excited than a pay-per-view. And exactly. That's that's one of them. That's one of them. Damn, that's so fucking crazy. So how that's was like the last it. event at the scrapyard? You say what? How was the last event at the scrapyard? Oh, it was phenomenal. Nah, some of, a handful of fights went to the judges, and there was like probably equal amount of like knockouts or submission, but. The knockouts that we had, some of them were brutal. Uh, it was just intense. And, you know, there's like two or three people that like, oh, I wasn't knocked out. or oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's like, no, you know, we all saw it. It's cool. You're done. Go watch the um, video. You'll know. Yeah. Yeah, you'll know. <clears throat> it was it was an intense day. And the heat was perfect. Everywhere's in a heat wave right now, I heard. And we in Washington have not been getting a lot of sun. So that day was like 75 to 80 degrees. Perfect. No clouds. Not too hot. Fights all day long. Um, and people were ready. Once a couple of the fights started going underway and people got hyped, we had a lot of newcomers. And uh, I'd say at least half the fighters were traveled a good distance. So they wanted to make the most of it. So they were ready to come put their hearts on the line. So cool. we're, less, we're less than three weeks away from the two-year anniversary, correct? Correct. So I'm going to start putting out some interviews soon for the last event. And this event's going to be humongous. There's so many people signed up that I think Steve's going to have to put a cap on it soon because just we won't be able to facilitate that many fights in a day. Damn. What do you what are you thinking? What's the most you think? And I'm not saying you're speaking for Steve. What's the most you <laughs> personally think that you guys could pull off without it being excessive? I'd probably say right around 45 okay. tops. Because by that time, we'd be pushing into the dark, the night. And, I mean, if you get every fight that goes a full three rounds, then, you know, all of a sudden those 15 fights that you have last a long time. 
So what the OGR does about 40 though, right? When they do an event somewhere around there. So Oh yeah. But it's I, also like uh it's different because like with Steve, you know, we wait till have enough fighters there to where we can explain the rules because we get so many people that are new. Whereas at the OG yard, they show up at a certain time, they say the rules at a certain time, they start fighting. And sometimes, you know, people show up a little later, oh, we're here, oh, we're there. And they have so many people. What they'll do is they'll get like the first round of guys in the uh, the cage. And like, all right, so we have everyone here. We're going to see who we can match up. Boom, boom, we start making matches. We go, that's the first round of matches. Then after those are, uh, are done, they take a slight intermission, go back to uh, over here. Oh, okay, who hasn't fought yet? Now we're going to start matching up again. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, we fight out. Boom, boom, boom. And so, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's hard to keep up with all the fights, though, because with all four branches, there's over uh, easily over 100 fights a month. And my BKFC fights have been slacking because I haven't watched the street beef. <laughs> well, Kai Stewart, your pound for pound best fighter in uh, BKFC I've seen. So he earned it. And I want to see him fight that one 18 year old soon, man. I want to. I asked him, I asked him if he knew Tyler Sams, right? Yeah, and he goes, I don't remember if he said yes or no, but he said, there's no way they're going to let us fight yet. He said, because why would you put me and a guy you're trying to build against each other? Because one of us has to lose. Okay. Yeah. I said it a little nicer than he did, <laughs> but you get the point of what I was. I, yeah. He yeah why would they throw him to the wolves, you know? And can you imagine if they were undefeated talking like, you know, six, seven, eight, and no to fight each other. Yeah. Oh, the money that they would make on that. And we're not talking about an older crowd, okay? You're talking about two dudes who are in college. Can you imagine that the college pride – they probably would end up buying the fucking BKFC for the night and putting it on in the gymnasium for the whole school to see. Yeah, um, and I'm impressed with Kai every time I see – well, Tyler Sam's Merc the duty fought too, but yeah. I'm impressed with Kai, uh, Kai Stewart. Every time I see him fight, I'm like, this kid is lightning fast. And I know, okay, so I didn't watch, I didn't pay attention to this until he said it when he's like, I don't get hit when you and yeah. Maddie were talking to him. And I was like, so I'm watching his fights and I'm like, this dude doesn't get hit. <laughs> I'm going to have to rewatch because I wonder with that, yeah, that black dude, even though he was swinging, he had his hands up, he was blocking, he's dipping right underneath. And you can see like the close call and he's coming up and just. Yeah, he's right though. He doesn't get hit and it's hard to lose a fight if you don't get hit. Right on the uh oh the BKFC Muhammad Ali. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, he does a good job of marketing himself too, so I can't wait to see where he goes. And the fact that he, the fact that he's that good at um, uh, bare knuckle when he is a wrestler is impressive to begin with. Oh, you yeah, you very rarely do you see hands that good from a wrestler ever. Yeah, and he's young. It's not like he's been doing it for. 15 years and you know it's impressive he's naturally gifted and then his last fight against the dude i mean guy came out he was swole as hell too and i was like man this is about to be a dangerous fight and no kai stewart first round she <laughs> yeah. well buddy why don't you let everybody know what's going on pop off with the zuel let them know here we go ooh, 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 ooh. so my instagram is zuel underscore buddy b you know you want to follow because I put all the fun stuff, fun activities I'm going to be a part of, which I actually am now a sponsor of the SOS Professional Wrestling. So you'll see me there with a booth if you're around Washington. If not, my website is zwell-world.com. 
I just finished making some of these killer patches because I'd make everything myself. And that's a nice metallic. They're so on. So you can see that little like three inches by three inches, purple and green. Yeah. So, you know, you want to get some nice merch. Not to mention, I have interviews on my 253 Buddy V YouTube where I not only interview all the fighters, but I interview all sorts of local people. In season two, I'm going to start filming very soon. I got some stuff getting linked up. And uh, I was going to say, I got a couple performances on there. Uh, if you like rap, perfect if you like rock perfect if you like old school 50s music perfect if you like some classic cars you i don't want to give too much away so that's all i'm gonna say Ooh, teaser yeah so Big thank you thank you make sure you check out overtime hustling all the yankee and the brit stuff heart in the fight streepy scrapyard Ooh. and make sure you guys follow us on spotify now that they got video and audio it's a great place you can watch it or you can listen uh, it, so make sure you check out Spotify and make sure you check out, hey, you're all MMA fans here. Go support Mustache and Prince KT. They're doing the Mark Out podcast right now. And for y'all don't know, Prince KT is actually now signed with a small pro uh, pro wrestling promotion. He's training. Things are in the work. It was a lot of fun listening to them talk about that last week. So make sure you check out that episode and the, the ones coming up. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that'll be the end of this show. So thanks for watching. One world, one love. Deuces. <laughs>